Welcome to Roeville Uniting Church and the reflection of the day from the Reverend Trevor Bassett. So in the light of the Royal Commission into institutional responses to the abuse of children, one might think in the light of the Gospel reading this morning that there would be a clear direction and a whole lot of things that I could speak about on that topic. But, you know, I feel as though that whole safe church issue and that I've done that a fair bit and you might be sort of hoping that I might have chosen a different topic. Well, after I share the topic I've chosen, you might actually think you should have stuck with this one because I'm not going to say that it's uplifting what I want to share today. In, In fact, for me, it was a little bit crushing as I wrote it because it was very challenging. So... See what you think. I have two stories that I want to tell this morning. And I'll conclude with what is effectively a third one, but two primarily two stories. One is from my own childhood, and the second story is from about a week and a half ago after a conversation that I had here. So, William... William was a young Aboriginal boy who came on a number of over a number of years at summertime to stay with neighbours where I grew up in Montrose. William came because his life situation was disadvantaged. As a child, I remember that he was a bit different to me. He had dark skin. But in my child eyes, he was exactly the same as me. He was just another child. In fact, if anything, he was a little superior to me. He could run really fast in bare feet on stones. Can you believe that? I so wanted to be able to run in bare feet on the dirt road where we lived in Montrose, but my feet were never as tough as William's. To me, William was just another child, another kid. But now I remember him as an Aboriginal child. And I understand now, I didn't then, that he was staying with us because he was not only from a disadvantaged life situation, but because he was from an Indigenous community that was also disadvantaged as a community. In fact, his community was like many other disadvantaged Indigenous communities that existed back then in the 1960s. But as I wrote that line, it occurred to me, sadly, that still exists in the 20 teenies. What do we call these years, this decade? The teenies, I don't know. Almost 50 years on it occurs to me that not enough has changed. So as a child, I didn't see the things that I see now. I didn't understand that in this country that is so wealthy and prosperous, that we have a system that is not racially equal. The original inhabitants inhabitants of our land do not have the same life expectancy that I have. 
They do not have the same social opportunities that I have. They do not have the same treatment that I expect to receive in a whole range of different situations. So how does this happen? When did we stop, when did I stop seeing other people through my child eyes? When did I become racial in my thinking? When did you? Jesus says we must welcome the child. And I think this extends to seeing things through the eyes of the child that we welcome. If our nation continued to see William as I had back in the 1960s as a small child, how different would things be in our country today? How would it have changed William's life? Because William, as he reached his teenage years, began to get into trouble and he died many years ago. How different is his life to my life? I cannot help but be challenged by that. I am white, he is black, was black. Second story, told you it wasn't the most uplifting story. Second story. This is not uplifting either. I had a com well, I want to say I had a conversation with Michael Carr, Greg, a week or two ago, but it actually wasn't my conversation. It was a conversation that he was having with somebody else that I was overhearing. You know how sometimes you do that? And, uh, you know, I'm just a little bit like that. Oh, what's this about? And then I wished that I hadn't overheard it. It was on the evening of our first Raising Resilient Boys Forum. And uh, Michael was saying that a Dandenong priest had spoken to him recently. The priest was seeking his advice about a funeral that he was getting ready to conduct. The funeral for a 16-year-old girl of African appearance, to use the phrase that our media loves to use. A South Sudanese young girl. This 16-year-old girl had ended her life in front of a train. As always happens in these tragic kinds of circumstances, an autopsy was conducted. She was full of a drug. I don't know the drug's name, but it was a drug that was purported to make her skin more pale in colour. Have a think about that. The drug didn't work. I felt really crushed. I don't know, are you feeling crushed when you hear that? I felt really crushed. Without knowing the story of this girl or her name, I reckon I am safe in concluding that this young girl has been so racially vilified, maybe by people that she knew, but certainly in the media, in the public comments of some of our leaders and from other public forums and places, 
This young child, I think, saw no future as a black woman in the current reality and debate that is occurring in this country. And so she took her life. Let's hear the words of Jesus again. Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. Who are the children that we are called to welcome? What does it mean to welcome them? Nathaniel, remember Nathaniel Atem, our South Sudanese candidate a few years ago who shared with us. He's now the minister at Orbost. I think I've shared that information with you. And, and I understand that things for Nathaniel are going well in Orbost, despite my misgivings about him being sent there. I've shared this story before, but it fits again. When, when uh, Nathaniel and his family first joined us to begin his field placement with us, uh, they came to lunch at the manse after the service. And I don't know, do you remember Isaac? I think he was about seven years old when he first came and shared with us. And uh, he was sitting on the floor in the lounge room at the manse playing with Karen on the floor. And she had these sort of things, stick things that he was playing with and and, and he created this shape, and he said that this shape was a country. And so Karen said, oh, Isaac, what country is it? And he thought hard and said, I think I will call it everyone's country. A country that was being made by a little boy in his child eyes, that everyone would be welcome to live in. The eyes of children change things. And some of us adults might be thinking, oh, but look what happens when we open the borders. Huh? That's adult eyes. It's not children's eyes. What does it mean? to look at things through the eyes of children. How would it change our world? Seeing through the eyes of children changes things. So what does it mean to welcome the child in our midst? And the other question, are we empowering our children with a voice that we can hear and that we will allow to challenge us? That's the question I leave us with this morning. Amen. Thank you for listening to the reflection of the day from the Reverend Trevor Bassett at Roval Uniting Church. Roval is a suburb of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. We look forward to welcoming you back to another reflection of the day soon. You are always welcome at our weekly worship services held at 10am each Sunday.